What's up, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema, and today we're going to discuss Injustice. This is one of Warner Brothers' recent animated projects. I've actually never reviewed an animated feature on this channel before, but I really love the Injustice storyline, and I'm a sucker for the video game. So today, we are going to review Injustice. When this game released in 2013, it was really the first of its kind. Sure, we had the Marvel vs. Capcom games, but this game just took everything up to a whole nother level. The graphics, the gameplay, the story. We had never quite gotten a superhero combat video game like this before. And it's no surprise that this storyline that originated in this video game turned a lot of heads. The intro to me was a little more fleshed out than the video game. There was also a lot of major differences here when you compare this film to the video game. I thought that was a really interesting line that the Joker dropped when the Batman was like, why didn't you mess with me, Joker? And Joker's response is, I wanted to play on easy mode for once and mess with the big blue Boy Scout. And mess with the big blue Boy Scout, did he ever. So he gives Superman this hallucinogen. Superman, thinking that he's fighting a foe, takes Lois up into outer space and realizes that he is responsible for killing Lois. And just like in the video game, Superman drives his hand all the way through the Joker's chest. A very compelling storyline here. And I'm sure it's the question that's always in the back of everyone's mind when they watch a Superman film or play a Superman video game. Whatever the case may be, what if this guy turned on us? What if this guy was not for us? It's a very interesting concept, and that's why we've gotten films in the past like Superman Red Sun, Brightburn, which all explore the concept of what if we had a Superman that was not for us? And, and there's other really interesting questions brought up here as well. How many times has Batman captured the Joker just for the Joker to escape prison and kill more innocent people? It's an endless song and dance, and that question's put under the microscope in this film as well. I think that's the best thing about this storyline and specifically in this animated feature as well. The questions, the story, the massive weight of responsibility and how far should heroes go to protect us? So then we see Superman put the proverbial hammer down and basically the superheroes are left in a spot where they have to choose. You kind of get some Civil War vibes here just a bit. It's also interesting to me that Jonathan Kent did not die in this universe because he essentially becomes bait for Superman and extra motivation. When you look at the Princess Diana or the Wonder Woman from the current DCEU, you see a very compassionate, loving Wonder Woman. And the Wonder Woman we get here is a lot different. I couldn't help but notice that. I'm more of a movie guy. I don't read the comics as often as I you know, watch and study the films. But seeing this Wonder Woman on this, this particular movie just didn't give me Wonder Woman vibes. It's not the Wonder Woman that I know. It's not my Wonder Woman. But I do appreciate different interpretations of characters, and I think that that's definitely what they were going for here. A more authoritative Wonder Woman. You can say what you want, but whenever Superman is killing folks in this film, he gets stuff done. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's what I agree with. But it's another interesting conversation piece that we see in this film. And it also harkens me back to the Punisher and how he gets things accomplished. It's also interesting that Robin accidentally kills the Nightwing and aligns himself with Superman. 
But this is where the film, to me, loses a lot of its luster. The whole Nightwing going up to some type of heaven or alternate dimension, I don't know where he was going here in the film. Even someone that's so willing to suspend disbelief and thoroughly enjoys all of these Marvel and DC films, it was a little much for me, honestly. They kind of lost me with this bit. And Nightwing gets the official name change and gets turned or transformed into Deadwing. And at this point, I feel like they're just one step away from calling him Darkwing Duck. So when the Atom, which is basically the DC Universe's version of the Ant-Man, is inside of Superman's brain holding this tiny, tiny microscopic shard of kryptonite, wouldn't the gas that they released into, you know, the Superman was breathing, wouldn't that just cause, you know, if Adam dies within Superman, first of all, there's questions about, okay, is Adam going to expand back to a normal size? Which I'm not sure of that. And then there's questions of, well, wait a minute, didn't he just drop that shard of kryptonite within Superman's body? At this point, wouldn't Superman be permanently weakened? So I thought that there could have been a little more thought put into that sequence for sure. So Raz or Raish, depending from what circles you come from, Raz al Ghul has a very interesting role in this film. And of course, at the end of the day, he's only out for himself. And the conclusion for me as well is another part of the film that just kind of goes, to me it started on a really high note. There was a lot of interesting themes and ideas. We had our heroes at odds with each other. The first bit of the film, whenever, like I said earlier, whenever Nightwing turns into Deadwing, they kind of lost me a bit there. But then at the end of the film, whenever we have Amazo, why does he even need to side with Superman? Why does he need to even have this elaborate plan? And what does everything that happened have to do with Raish anyway? Is he just taking advantage of the situation? Like a looter in the middle of a riot? Possibly. But to me, the conclusion was just so silly and so convenient. This robot can just literally do anything. It was kind of cool that they brought a Superman in from another universe to beat the Superman, well, which he had a lot of trouble with in the beginning. But yeah, the, the conclusion for me and the Deadwing stuff, take this film, which very well could have been a 9 or 8.5, and bring it down to a 6.5. But there are a lot of casualties in this film, which is really cool about these one-off storylines. Which is why I think that it would be really cool if we started to see more massive blockbuster films from both Marvel and DC. DC kind of does this a bit already. Wouldn't it be really cool to just get a Avengers film with completely unknowns casted in each role? And the whole entire film is about these Avengers and their adventures. You wouldn't have to pay the actors that much money. It's not like you're going to have a Robert Downey Jr. that you got to cough up 25 plus million for for one film. And Marvel and Disney could just go nuts. I think this would be really fun to see. Like I said, DC's done this before a bit already with Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker film. But you could take $100 million and make a super epic film with lots of cool special effects. And all, like I said, no-name actors, which wouldn't be very expensive. And it would be a really cool concept. I'm just saying. What did you guys think of this film? Let me know in the comments below. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and on TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. And you can also find us on Facebook. Guys, until next time, have a good one. Halfway.